Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to the Rich Terring podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. Thanks to everyone who's come to see the Can I Have My Ball Back tour so far. It's been going really well. I've got a four-star review in The Standard, four-star review in The Telegraph, who once called me the worst comedy experience of the year, so that's a turnaround. Uh, people have been coming, people have really been enjoying it, and it's getting better and better. The only gigs this week are both in Pocklington, the town I was born in, near York. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left for the evening show and a few more tickets left for the matinee, I think about 4.30. But love to see you there, Yorkshire. Pop along. Check richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs to see if I'm coming near to you. There are tickets left for nearly every show in the tour. I think Norwich has sold out. Uh, and a couple of gigs in London could do with your support as well. Anyway, please listen to the podcast. Do spread the news about the podcast to your friends. Listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to another uh, Richard Herring's Landing Soon in Theatres podcast. Uh, Though I was talking to the bloke from The Guardian who says Shrek is a bad film. And he says people who call it rehearsed but are idiots. Apparently, he's a very contrary guy. Twenty years uh, since uh, Shrek film came out, which meant uh, nineteen years. Things was a good idea. Um, I've been trying to write this week. I love uh, every part of the writing process except doing it. That's the only part I don't like. Um, so I haven't got much done, but I've got uh, I've got some stuff to get on with. Uh, not much stand up to tell you about this week, but I um, I was I took my uh, daughter my six-year-old daughter to the supermarket this week and um we got to the trolley and she's quite a big six-year-old and uh she said she wanted to sit in the little seat uh in the trolley so i had to lift her up and i got her in there but it was quite hard and there's a point where you're just too big to go in the seat in the supermarket trolley and i remember that myself and i told her i remember the moment when i how sad i was when my mum said i couldn't go in the supermarket trolley anymore I was in Western Supermare and she said you know it's you're, you're just too big now and I remember being heartbroken and my daughter said how old were you when that happened and I said I was 28 years old uh and because you're never too young to hear your first 28 year old 
joke. Uh, she actually said, no, you weren't. How old were you? And I said, oh, I was eight, which is still quite old, to be fair, for that to happen. But uh, there's something quite poignant uh, about that, about those moments in childhood where you realise you have to leave something behind. And my daughter's getting close to that age. Re-supermarket trolleys, at least. Which made me sad. Anyway, uh, the live-streamed Rahalastapas are not exactly coming to an end. The regular ones are. We're going to still do some of them, but this is the almost the last official one we're going to be doing before heading over to the Clapham Grand to start doing live shows. We are doing one more that will be out next week, but we're recording on the 2nd of June. Uh, which is the day this one will go out with Nigel Planer from The Young Ones and Nicholas Craig and lots and lots of other stuff. I'm very excited about that. Huge fan of his. So you will be able to watch that one on Twitch uh, when it comes out at 8 p.m. on the 2nd of June. I uh, forgot that I was going to be in uh, seeing my parents that week as it's half term. So I will be recording my end from Cheddar. So there's every in Somerset. So there's every chance you won't get to see it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm not sure what the internet's like in Cheddar they do think the internet is the magic of the Wookiee Hole Witch so you never know but you can come to see those gigs at the Clapham Grand um, there's still some to come go to richchain.com slash gigs we've got some fantastic guests on the way let's crack on my guest this week is probably best known for being the Chief Officer of the Cheshire Association of Local Councils that's why we're all here haven't had many council people on the show but I just thought it's time to get I'm not going to go for any rubbish. They've got to be at least chief officer. It's Jackie Weaver, ladies and gentlemen. Here she is. Hello, Jackie Weaver. How are you doing? Hello, Richard. Oh, it's lovely to see you. We have just been talking for an hour on your podcast, so we'll carry on talking ourselves. But I did, uh, I did say to you that now you... I did accidentally call you Jackie a couple of times on your podcast. I apologise. Very forward. But also, you are now Jackie Weaver, right? That's it. Um, Everyone calls you Jackie Weaver in full every time they talk to you. They, they really do. It is it's weird. Sort of an, it's sort of an opposite <laughs> share. It's not one name. Now you're a double name and you're Jackie Weaver. Um, how does that feel? Do you, do, you, do you feel okay about being known as Jackie Weaver rather than Mrs. Weaver or Ms. Weaver or oh, Jackie? Oh, I, I wouldn't want to be called Mrs. Weaver or Miss Weaver. It always <laughs> was, uh, sounds kind of like, um, yeah. Well, certainly Mrs. Weaver always puts 10 years on you, whoever you are. Um, <laughs> Definitely and, on me. Uh, I guess I kind of feel Jackie doesn't, quite sit on its own no but yeah. you also don't you know for me you don't feel like it there's uh, maybe we <laughs> we haven't seen that much of you. we've seen you uh in this powerful situation and i don't want to be offensive to jackie's but jackie doesn't seem jackie doesn't seem the right name for you at all so jackie weaver does though yeah you see i've always felt like that i felt <laughs> that it's just not my I, I, what about rebecca maybe rebecca Could we go but, for that I mean, Jacqueline, is it, is it, is it Jacqueline? Is that what yeah. you were christened? Yeah, yeah, Jacqueline. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Always sounds like I'm in trouble. I can hear my mother in that. <laughs> Jacqueline. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the last time you sat in a supermarket trolley in the little seat, not necessarily as a student? Do you remember, could you, is that moment stuck with you? Because it's really stuck with me. I don't know if it's the last time I sat in or the last time I wasn't allowed to sit in. Do you remember? Do you remember? No, being, no. It was a big deal for me that that moment. Yeah, clearly, I would like I'd like to think of you sitting in a supermarket. It's kind of fun to think of an adult in a supermarket trolley sitting in that little seat, and it's very hard <laughs> to envision someone being five years old and being deserving to be in there. Would you be prepared to sit in a supermarket trolley little seat if I got one to you and and said I'm going to wheel you around the supermarket? I I, I think it would actually bend the space time continuum 
for me to be able to do that. Well, you know, any of us would bend the supermarket trolley, I think, if we try to get it. But, uh, I mean, it's a sh- the leg holes are so little. They Did are. you put your own kids, do you remember putting your own kids in those? Super- I mean, yeah. I don't know how long they... They were definitely in in the 70s, because I was, I was in them in the 70s. I, I don't I have don't to come here to be insulted, you know. I know, but, you know, you're, you know <laughs> I'm just wondering when they began. Uh, yeah, they definitely had supermarkets when my children <laughs> were young. And the supermarkets definitely had trolleys. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I can still remember trying to squeeze their little legs through. That I do yeah. remember. And that way where you kind of just, like, pull them from the front, um, ignoring the screams of pain. Um, yes. because you're well, determined to get, get them in. And yeah. the shoes come off when they take yep. them out. Yep. It's, a, it's a terrible thing. And if it's two of them next to each other, which we used to do, I don't, we haven't done that for a while. I think they're too big for that now. Yeah. Then, and yeah. then they're just fighting each other. One of them wants to get out. It's awful. Let's talk a little bit about your incredible rise to notoriety and fame <laughs> and how that happened. Um, just in case anyone's uh, confused about where you come from and <laughs> why we're talking. Um you sort of overnight, I mean, it, it's sort of an overnight viral sensation of this Handforth Parish Council meeting that got, it was out for a couple of weeks, right? And then some uh, comedian edited it down to a sort of more palatable length. Well, it, then, well it's even a more tortuous story than that. I mean, it actually started back at the, um, the meeting itself was the middle of December. Um, so before it, it, it quote, hit, um, we were looking at the beginning of February. So we've all moved on. We've had COVID Christmas. We've had all the drama that comes with trying to, you know, match Christmas with, with the COVID regulations, etc. So, no, we, we really had all moved on. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I first heard um, that any, anybody was showing an interest in it, I thought, oh, my God, what did I miss? So I got the, you know, I went and had a look for the recording and found the recording thinking, I must have missed something. I, I must have, <laughs> you know, I must have done something horrendous um, during this meeting. Um, and it was pretty much like I remembered it. Right. But you're absolutely right. Um, a couple of young politics students in London um, had picked it up on the Internet and they, they kind of um, edited it down into a, a kind of more um, YouTube-y um, yeah. format. Um, and that was what went viral. Yeah. Um, rather than the actual recording of the meeting itself. But it's sort of it. It's an ext- I mean, it's so unexpected. Like you say, you could never even have imagined on the day or even months yeah. afterwards that, that suddenly something like that would, would go to that extent. And and I suppose the what I find interesting. So you've been called into uh, as an outside party, really, for, to try and settle this problem within this council and there's obviously a couple yeah. of bolshy characters within this council i mean certainly part of the job is hostage negotiations yeah <laughs> i mean they, they don't you know i often tease people that you know when nobody ever rings me up to say i just thought you'd like to know how good our council's getting along these days <laughs> they ring or they email or they get in touch with us um because we are problem solvers for local councils sure um, it was interesting that you, you know, you introduced me as the chief exec. Um, yeah, absolutely right. Sorry, chief officer. That's exactly right. But it was a, a, a title I got in lieu of a pay rise one year. <laughs> <laughs> so it does sound far grander than it is. I work with two other um, lovely ladies, as it happens. Um, sure. But, um, you know, there's a team of three of us. Um, and, um, you know, it is what we do when things go wrong. And, and things don't always go dramatically wrong. Um, I mean, often um, we're looking at situations where people just can't find some common ground. They both are happy to look for it, but they yeah. can't actually find it. 
Um, and, you know, that's, that's often um, something that we're involved in. We don't usually um, see the level of... Um, Hostility. Yeah, um, I mean, it's extra well, it's night. an extraordinary thing to watch. Again, I probably haven't seen the <clears throat> absolute full version. I've watched a couple of shorter <laughs> versions than the full thing. But the the guys in charge, it seems. I mean, they seem so so angry and yeah. so upset with you. And and what's sort of extraordinary about watching it again is. All nearly all of the catchphrase bits that have come out are said by other people. What sort of remarkable about you is you you just managed to sort of stay calm amongst all this nonsense. So there's there's people being there's people being unreasonably furious. It seems unless something's happened that we haven't seen where you've tortured their kids or something. Um, and then there's people making sort of basic Zoom errors. Like there's a funny bit where. Um, Julie's iPad. She's, she's got a phone call from someone else and saying, "I'm just in a meeting." So it, there's, it's sort of got everything. This little snippet in that it's it reminds us all. You know, it comes at this exact right time. It shows people failing to use technology properly, which we can all identify with. It shows things going wrong, and then it's the sort of extraordinary anger uh, up against your absolute steely calm and reasonableness. Uh, and it's sort of, you know, it's it's kind of, a, it's, it's an extraordinary thing. It's an, and I guess because the guy names you and the, we have this, the catchphrase of you have no authority, Jackie Weaver, you, you don't have the authority, Jackie Weaver, um, that we know your name. Otherwise, otherwise, we don't know the name of any people. But you, you immediately sort of are the standout star of it and have made good use of the catchphrase and stuff, even though apart from the Britney Spears one, maybe, they're, they're, they're not actually yours. So it's, it's, it, but we all get it because it's the, it's the wonderful just ejection of these furious, awful men in the face of a reasonable, uh, cl clever woman. I suppose that just makes it that makes it uh, so I mean, beautiful. I, I guess one of the things that that, that kind of um, kind of resonates with me is that I mean, so often we see things that are wrong. You know, I mean, yeah. th th we come across people who are just wrong in 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 so many different ways, and most of the time in the day jobs we have, you have to just navigate round it, and you know do the best you can with it and and in that one moment it was like summary justice was dispensed <laughs> it is it yeah is. I, and, I, and I, I get that and, and i think it's uh, you know I, I think that's something that people can really buy into because i think you know a lot of people ask me about you know um you know how you first get involved in local democracy why people get involved in politics etc and I, I thought it was kind of unique to me as often we do um, but actually, a lot of people get involved for exactly the same reason. It's a sense of injustice. Sure. Something's wrong and we want to put it right. Um, and I think that's kind of um, often the glue that binds us. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's what people kind of um, resonated with on, on some level. And it was because being reasonable one, and I think we're just so used to seeing, you know, the unreasonable and, and, be, and, and the, uh, people... You know the media's in, the media's sort of intent recently seems to be to the other, all those guys would have be on panel shows and doing their stuff now because oh they're so horrible and rude let's get them on but actually someone just being reasonable in the face of it and and not getting upset by it 
So, you know, it's a beautiful sort of feminist moment, but I think also anyone who's just had to confront a troll or just someone who's furiously angry, it's just that, it's the, it's the, <laughs> it's just the lovely way they're all uh, dispensed with, I suppose, um, as well. But, and, and it sort of hasn't gone well. It's gone very well for you, and lots of, we'll talk about the stuff that's come out of it for you <laughs> in a minute. But the actual, pretty much all of those, the, the ruder people within the, the video have, have all sort of resigned or been asked to move move on from from their positions. And did any of them even get interviewed? I never saw any interviews with those guys. Did they try to make any traction out of the? No, they, they refused to do interviews. But yeah. two of them um, released their own uh, videos, um, allegedly explaining their their side. Right. Um, although um, having watched. Them. I'm not sure that I gained any greater insight into into their side. Yeah. Um, that they seemed to feel that they were technically correct in doing what they did, and were provoked into doing what they did. Right. Neither of which I actually agree with. But no. There we go. Doesn't seem so. And they were some. Were, did they complain about you? There was some complaints. Oh yeah, about you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then they made a formal complaint about me, which was investigated, and that is unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah, so but it, but it's sort of rebounded very. I mean, fair fair enough because that's interesting. These are guys who are you know they've been elected to do something, and and if they've then seen to n not be behaving in a you know I think just it, how whatever had happened, even if you had done something, which seems hard to believe, then it, the level of anger and derision and and sort of it's like a little madhouse. And there's that guy just la just laughing as. Just laughing hysterically. It's like the people of you know. It's more like bedlam than than, than a council meeting. So you know, they, there should be some repercussion for them, and it seems like there has been that they've had to sort of step step away from what they've been doing. I mean, the um, th that's been their choice. One of yeah. them has stood down. Um, the um, the younger man, the very angry one, has stood yeah. down. Um, the older man who's chairman has stood down as chairman, but he would have been required to stand down as chairman in May anyway. Right. Um, and I think that um, the Cheshire East councillor um, has stood down as a parish councillor, but it remains a, a borough councillor. But I mean, what makes again what makes me angry is is the things that they, um, you know, Brian Tolver, for example, the chairman in his rebuttal video, um, and the text that goes along with it says, you know, who was this woman, um, and why was she there? And I'm thinking. You know who I am, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I was round at your house about three years before when you invited me to talk to you about something. Um, and I remember sitting with a colleague that I could name, um, sipping um, sparkling water while your builders were in. <laughs> you knew who I was. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But again, it seemed, you know, I think they're, they're probably trying to cover their asses a bit, but it, you know, it's sort of so, I, you know, I just, I, even if it was just, I'm always suspicious when you see something on the internet. And you go, "Well, I haven't heard the whole story. I haven't heard that story." But you go, "Why? Why would somewhat? Why would one side be so angry and the other side be so calm?" And you know, and and it's, but it, but it it is lovely that like immediately, you know, once it was out, once it sort of found the right uh, level, that you were sort of heralded, and um, and it could easily have been like a flash in the pan, which I presume you assumed it would be, that there would be in the Absolutely. news for a few days. Two days. Yeah. It, it, it kicked off on the Friday, and I said to my husband, Let, let's just enjoy it. It'll be finished by Sunday night. Yeah. And so it's still, you know, very much in people's minds. And um, 
you were on the the Brit Awards in the opening sketch with the Line of Duty guys, uh, which I have to say, and I did say this in your podcast, you were you were extremely good in that. Often, when someone who's not acted before is called upon even to play themselves in a sketch like this, it's a bit clunky and weird. But you you, it's well worth checking out. Uh, the video if you haven't seen it yet and that you're acting alongside you know some of Jack Whitehall and some of the greatest actors in the country today and uh, I mean too. that that really was I mean the pleasure for me was um seeing it kind of grow yeah um so you know we're kind of like we're all on a zoom screen um you know we've had the script one of them hadn't had the script so was given the script um and you go from um I mean, this is probably second nature to you but you go from reading it Two moments later, they are actually able to, and and I think particularly is it Vicky's piece where she talks in acronyms. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you're there still struggling to get out your name, you know, um, and suddenly they they have not only are they in character, um, but these are you know the lines and with a bit of improvisation as well. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, they're very good. But my point mm. is you're holding your own amongst those people, which is <laughs> incredibly impressive. And I'm not sure I would be able to do that. So, yeah, you know, it's that's good that you were that you were good. But lots of other things have come. I mean, you've had lots of offers of being. Have you had panto offers? Did Andrew Lloyd Webber has written has written a song about you? I read somewhere. Is that true? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he, he wrote um, it, was, it felt like more like an anthem, to be honest. Right. I felt, you know, the nation could get behind it. It was that kind of big, big sound. Ne- never even exchanged a text message with me, <laughs> even to this day. Right. So I don't know about you, but I think that's more about him than it is about me. <laughs> well, it's still, he doesn't, he didn't, probably didn't text Davita, did he, when he was writing about her? He probably just got on with writing about Eva Perron. So, you know, you're like, he, he's got to maintain a distance from his subjects. Do you think it could be a whole, they could write a whole musical about this experience? I mean, it's. That I mean, feels I'm, like the I'm sure they could, but I'm not sure I would necessarily I think, want to go and watch it. I think it could, this could I be thought, my. I thought my track was much better. Did you not listen to that? I, I haven't heard that. No. Oh, that's Tell quite good with um, Helen Meissner. Okay. Um, that's that's much better. Okay, I'll look at. And I was actually I involved in that. Okay. Um, well, so that's I, good. I kind of felt um, much more connected to that because I'd actually spoken to the person that did it. Okay, I'll look out for that. I missed that one. Um... Joanna Lumley's played you in a sketch. Yeah, that was funny. The last did leg. she did she text you? Or did no, you no. But um, it was again all done by. I mean, the the, the fact that we'd still been on lockdown during all sure. of this meant that you know I was able to do a hundred more things than I'd, I'd ever have had time to do. Um, but yeah, I was starting to feel a bit like the the mascot for the last leg. <laughs> <laughs> again, they were so. I mean, I, I keep saying it. They were so nice. Yes, you know, they're nice boys. Yeah, and you kind of feel that you're you're. They don't make you feel stupid, slow, even when you are, um, <laughs> and um, you know you, you kind of feel momentarily um, that you're you're part of something, um, and that that was nice. But I think they wouldn't. There's you know it, I think even within that short, you know, bit that everyone's seen the relatively short bit, you come across as such a reasonable person. It would be sort of weird. To try and take the mickey out of you in any way would be odd because you would just be joining in with those guys and you'd be putting yourself on those side of the guys, which I'm sure if you're on Twitter, uh, you've probably had the occasional person taking the side of those guys because that seems to be what Twitter is like. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's such a lovely, positive story from your perspective, I think, and all this stuff 
coming out of it is um, is very nice. And we are, we will you are now you've moved into literally into my patch now, Jackie <laughs> Weaver. You are taking over the internet, doing a podcast which I've just recorded my episode of, in which you ask people. Weird questions, weird, odd questions like I do of mine, which you'll find out in a minute. So um, so that's pretty amazing. And you had, and I've listened to the first two and I've just done one. So I know what it's all about. So it's a sort of you're asking questions of celebrities. You had uh, Jeremy Vine on the first one, mm-hmm. who's seemed very excited to meet you. And, and again, uh, I, I, I still am amazed that people are kind <laughs> enough to say, yeah, I'll spend some time with you. I mean, that's just, you know, amazing. Well, that's the nature of celebrity. You're an overnight celebrity. And, uh, you know, it, it might be a it might be a thing that doesn't last very long. It might be something that leads to a whole new life for you. So that's kind of... That's well, they'll, sort they'll of have to be quick. <laughs> <laughs> there's still, Otherwise, there's, plenty there's of, not enough of me left to invest there's plenty, in. <laughs> there's plenty of time. And um, so, so who have you... How would you describe the podcast and, and who are the other guests who we've got coming up? Oh gosh, lots of them. Um, Jay Rayner, uh, Tom Allen, Anton Dubeck. He's a nice boy. Well, you like Anton Dubeck? I do. Yeah. I do very much. Um, Jeremy Vine, your good self. Yeah. Um, Reverend Kate Botley. Oh, she was she was hysterical. She really was. <laughs> um, and I say lots of uh, lots more people that are, are kind of coming along as uh, as time time goes on. And what sort of questions you're asking? Because I can I I'll, I'll, I can nick them off. Well, here. I I cannot be held responsible for the questions. The questions largely are submitted by people on Twitter, um, who when when we know that there's somebody coming up, they're invited to um, to offer um, the kind of questions that they may like the answers okay. to. And, and I kind of assumed, you know, that people would want to know the answer to the, the really big questions in life. You know, what will life look like after coronavirus? Can I go on host, uh, hospital? Can I go on holiday to Tenerife? <laughs> you know, these, no. It's, you know... Can you put butter on sandwiches? Or is that just wrong? <laughs> um, what goes on scones, or are they scones, first? Yep. Jam or cream? And these, apparently... And what's your favourite cheese? Cheese yeah. comes up a lot. Dairy product? The, the, the country is obsessed with dairy products. What is your favourite cheese, Jackie Weaver? I have two, to be honest. Okay. Um, I like um, smoked cheddar. Okay, good. Particularly on pizza. Mm, controversial um and also blue cheese okay i mean that's a the blue cheese is a, is a big area you can't just say blue cheese that's just like saying my favorite cheese is cheese well in which case which it would have cheese? to be um danish blue okay yeah yep. that's okay. i'm not so keen on the stilton i don't like stilton i like blue earthy. cheese yep. i like blue cheese and i don't like stilton very much yeah i'm glad it just comes along at christmas i have a bit at christmas but um I don't like it. I like the the French ones, really, with the blue cheeses. There you go. So it's it's already interesting. I was asked about how I'd cope if there's I was had to meet aliens and alien invasions and things like that. So there's there's it's quite a broad reach. And how, and how, is this gonna are you gonna do this every single week? Is this gonna go on for a protracted period of time, or is is this gonna be? I I think I will have to give it up round about seventy nine. <laughs> 2079 um (laughs) (laughs) but you know you can as i demonstrate that this is oh hello we've got a we've got a we see your husband in the background hello 
That, this is it's not quite as good as a child coming in and dancing in there, but it's quite exciting to see your husband. Uh, I, I don't think he dances, though. <laughs> it's a shame he had his clothes on. Um, <laughs> well, it'd be fun. I'm sure that could be a vi- get a viral moment with you. That would be the actually perfect thing to happen. It would um, surprise both of us if that was not the case. <laughs> I've done about 500 of these, Jackie, is what I'm saying, in one iteration or another. So, you know, you can, wow. keep, you can keep going forever. You can have people back. You can have new people all the time. So it's, you know, it's an, it's an endless... I suppose it's too early. They've literally, as we're recording this, the first ones have gone up today. So it's too early yep. to, to, for you to know whether it's, whether it's getting big numbers or not and whether it's drawing in huge amounts of money. But uh... well, I, I guess there's two different things there, although there, there may be slight overlap. I mean, one is that there is absolutely no point in doing something that nobody's enjoying. You've got to sure. get something out of it. Um, actually, money. It's quite an interesting one because somebody said to me the other day that not quite so blunt as you must be rolling in it. Um, (laughs) But actually, more than 95% of what I do, I don't get paid for. Sure. Um, I I mean, that might just be because I'm too simple to ask. Um, But at the same time, I kind of think, well, that's not really the, the, the key point. I mean, if a business asks me to do something, then of course I will charge them. Sure. Um, but I've I've also enjoyed spending hours with young people up and down the country in students' unions, um, not literally because alcohol would be involved, um, <laughs> and, you know, um, young political groups, all that kind of thing. And, and that's what I enjoy doing. And sure. you, know, you certainly don't charge them. Well, you know, I mean, I know you didn't, you should have got paid for doing the sketch in the Brit Awards. I bet you the, uh, I bet you Jack Whitehall got paid. Should have got paid for that. He did have a slightly bigger part than I did. <laughs> well, but he's nothing without you, that white horse. Oh. He latches on. <laughs> I've seen what he does. He, get, he finds beautiful women and latches onto them, and then he he climbs up the ladder that way. That's how he does it, Jackie. Right, in, in which case, his, his, <laughs> his eyesight must be failing in them. <laughs> Well, I hope you will start making some money from it. But uh, but also, I, I, when I started podcasting, nobody was making any money from it. So I completely understand that. And it was, you know, I, I was doing it for the fun of doing it. And it's kind of interesting to see that people are, have, you know, are, are keen to do it. But, it. but also, you're very good. And like for somebody to come in, I know you've obviously chaired lots of meetings and you've had lots of conversations with human beings in your life and your job. But it's a slightly different thing to, to step into being recorded and know it's going out as entertainment and you're extremely they were recording it i hope so i hope they're recording (laughs) this otherwise we're wasting our time um but you know a lot of people get freaked out by appearing on it in a big tv sketch with actors or interviewing richard herring i mean a lot of people would find that very intimidating and you seemed to have a almost disregard for me jackie in the interview so sorry jackie weaver sorry part of it is i've no idea who you are i know Um, (laughs) But I think the other part is I, I kind of hope I see the person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mean I've got all the, you know, all the facts and all the details on your private life, so I know things, you know. <laughs> um, but, I, I, yeah, I just kind of see the person. Um, I, I, I did, um, I don't know, some was showing me, it, funny enough, it was about um, uh, Jack Whitehall and he was doing a sketch on um, why do we keep getting milk from everything? You know, it, it's the nothing we can't milk these days. And you're talking sure. about, you know, soy and almond and stuff like that. Um, and that that was hugely funny. But apart from that, you then um, kind of like the camera then showed the audience. And wow, 
that is a lot of people. Um, and I mean, I think I only ever had, quote, stage fright um, in my life once. And I was invited to speak at um, a national conference and I was told I was going to speak at the Fringe event. So I walked into what I expected to be a room of 20 or 30 people just standing at the front of them on a level with them, talking to them about um, it would be local, local government. Um, and I walked into this room, in one of those rooms where, um, you know, it, it has a, a very modest door. They open the door and it's like an amphitheater inside. <laughs> the room seemed to me to have half a million people in it. <laughs> Um, and um, there was a podium, there was a you know top table, um, there was you know big screen, you know yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm sitting there waiting to um, to get up to do my part, and, and all I can think is I've got to get out of here. Um, and the, the longer this went on, the more important getting out of there was. So that the only thing that was actually stopping me making a run for it were the stairs. <laughs> And at that moment in my mind, what was going to be worse, um, going through with this or falling flat on my face as I fell down the stairs. And that was keeping me there. And I remember eventually getting up and walking over to the podium. And you know when you, your mouth is totally dry? I do. You know, there's, there's nothing. Your head is completely empty. Your slide's up there, so you've got half a clue what you should be talking to. And I'm still on the... I have, I mean, I can't breathe, never mind speak. I have just got to run. And then I saw somebody I recognised in the audience and started talking to them. Got through it, went and sat down again. I remember picking up a glass that was behind, I don't know how they have a little screen at the front of the table so you can't see people's papers and things. Sure. Um, and I picked up this glass thinking I'll just have a drink of water and my hands were shaking so much there was no way that was going to go anywhere near my mouth. <laughs> um, and I talked to somebody, well, I talked to Frank who I was talking to from the floor afterwards. He said, never noticed any of it. <laughs> and that's the closest I've ever come to run. And I think it was the, I think if I'd known the audience was going to be that big, I would have been better. Yeah, that's a bit of a surprise to... Yeah. To not prepare. But why should it matter whether you're speaking to 30 people or 300? Yeah. I or mean, in the case it, of Jack Whitehall's, about 3 million, it looked like. <laughs> but I think it's difficult, you know, like it's difficult for, that's what I do as my job, obviously, so I'm kind of used to it. And it, it's difficult for me to put my play, myself in the play. I've, I've certainly had gigs when they're not going well, where my mouth's gone dry or where, you, where you're suddenly outside your comfort zone and you are, you feel like all those things are happening to you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, but I think like within just having the, you know you've just started podcasting you've just started talking to you know asking questions of celebrities uh and you know it's very you're very immediately hit the ground running it's very relaxed and you're very witty coming back with stuff as well so it's a it's a lovely chat i think you're too good i'm a bit i know it's hit your husband's back <laughs> so he brought you a, he's brought you a drink more gin it helps hello, hello Stuart. i hope he won't, Stuart. he won't hear because of earphones no, yeah uh, and he's just, he's a rude man. He won't say hello. <laughs> he's just... Uh... <laughs> Do a little dance. Take your shirt off. <laughs> Earphones. <laughs> Doesn't hear. I think he's he's watching it online. He's... <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's now trying to persuade the dog to get out. Oh, is he? Okay. Um, I was yeah. trying, I'll try and get my wife to come at, up the come up. She went down. She was in that. She was just in there, and then she went downstairs. So she could she could crash the party as well. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Are you going to do a panto? Are you going to do... Can take um, a panto off this? I was asked. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm obviously not getting how panto works. Um, I was offered, um, I think it was, it was a, um, a kind of online panto, but you had to go there. Right. So I was offered like two days um, in um, Landudno. Okay. I think I was being offered it at, I think he offered to pay me £250. That's not very good. That's dog. Oh, oh that's, that's a sweet dog. Tea. She is. <laughs> Don't very often see her. Heavy Still smells. <laughs> <laughs> um, so offered, um, I think it was two days in Panto, two, uh, £250. Um, but I had to organise my own travel and accommodation. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, need, you need an agent. You need, yeah. you need, I'll be your agent. I'll be like my, this is my dad says to me, I'll be your agent. I'll be your agent. You get, Pantos have a lot of money. But I was thinking... Why would you think I would want to do this? <laughs> I mean, I was going to have to give up about three days with travel and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd say the, the um, what they were paying me just wouldn't even cover the expenses. Well, you know, they're chancing their arm. Yeah. They're chancing um, their arm. And so you've got so to go I did back. say no. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you said no. Yeah. Come back. I, I'm sure, you know, I think if, the, if Pantos are happening this year, which hopefully they will. Sure. So, 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 so what should I be holding out for? I mean, in like, parts. In parts, what should well, I be you get out you for? Get, can have a nice part. You be get you get your picture on the poster that will pull in some people who want to see you. You just have to say your catchphrase, which isn't even your catchphrase, and then <laughs> and then you should be getting. Um, they make like fifty to a hundred grand uh, yeah. uh, over the over the course of a panto. Will they make me wear tights? Um, I don't think they can make you do anything, Jackie. Can anyone make Jackie Weaver do anything? <laughs> I mean, do you want to wear tights? I'll, I'd, I'd, I'd like to. You, you, can you ask really extra. wouldn't. I would like to see. <laughs> I'd like to see Stuart in tights. I'd like to see you in tights. Oh uh, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to, you know. I think it might. It's really difficult. To, oh, are you still there? Yeah. 
Yep, you just disappeared off my screen. I'll escape you back. Um, it's difficult to know. It's, it's one of those interesting things because I think it's, it's, it's... And I know that you'll be happy either way. You'll either go back to... You're completely back to your normal life and occasionally people will go, oh, you're that lady from the thing. Or you could you could ha- have a little career as... And, you know, I think you're good enough to to branch off and, and be doing stuff. So I think it's it's interesting because it's... You know, you're a very capable, intelligent person and you've got a good sense of humour and, you know, you're just the reasonable, the voice of reason that the (laughs) the world needs right now. So I can see it going well for you, but then, you know, I think, um, you know, you need somebody to look after you because it's it's odd to just come to to switch professions into... uh, Because, you know, this... The job I work in is ridiculous in that sometimes you'll get zero pounds and sometimes you'll just... They'll give you so much money, you go, what is wrong with you? You know, so it's, it's, um, and you're, you're happy to do it. So the, you need someone to help look, look after you for that and make sure you're getting the right, the right offers. Because you don't want to go to Land Dudno for 250 quid and then pay 300 quid on your cabs and, and hotels. Yeah, but, but to be honest, I wouldn't have gone for two and a half thousand. <laughs> right. Okay. There you go. Well, that's good. So now we've got, yeah. but if it's 200,000 pounds. For that, for for three months in London, no, it's not even that. It's probably ten weeks. You see, somebody asked me if I'd like to do. Um, oh gosh, what's it called? Cameo. I think there's others. As yes, well. there's cameo. Yeah. And I just think, is that really what you want to spend your days doing? Now, I get lots of people contact me and say, "My son, whatever, is a great fan of yours, and it's his birthday, and if you just say hello to him, he'd be delighted." And you know. What the heck? It takes me five minutes and I send them a video, mm-hmm. you know? And I, d- I wouldn't dream of charging for doing that. So the idea of then doing that and that's the kind of job and you get paid for it is like, no. Well, again, it, again but see, that it feels like a thing you would do during uh, the coronavirus if you weren't working as an actor or at the end of your career if, <laughs> if you weren't getting any work or you just decided you wanted to stay at home. I, I've had the same thing, and I do the same thing as you. Uh, and it's a bad thing to admit it, Jackie, because now people will send you lots of uh, requests and you feel like you do. <laughs> I just say, give some money, you know, I'll do it. Yeah. If you'd like, you give some money to charity. Um, and, I, and I feel it's, it does, there's a, part of me, there's a part of me thinks, well, you could do it, you could do it all for charity, and you could do it officially for charity and make lots of money. But then um, it also is, yeah, exactly that is the amount of time taken up to do yeah. it. But I feel like for you, it's either going to be this little burst of everyone wants you for a little while uh, and you could do quite well out of doing a few bits and pieces. I mean, there must be, I I can't believe an advert hasn't, some advertising people haven't come to say. Absolutely nobody has asked me to advertise anything. Right. Well, that just seems obvious. That just seems like, you know, Pizza Hut or whatever. (laughs) Who would do, well, you know, Pizza Hut do... they do those like when the footballers something happens with the footballers that they get you and the other guys on, uh, but you know it just seems like a shoe in for something like that. So, uh, so if I was going to advertise somebody something, yeah. what what, yeah. what do you think I'd be in a, apart from Pizza Hut? Would I be? You know... I, I think Pizza Hut would be good. Uh, I think you need me something classy, something very classy. So do I. That's so, why I'm wondering why you went for Pizza Hut because they're, they're the kind of people who take a. They take a current event and and put it in an advert. That's why that's why I went for them. They they often mm. choose something topical and like Mikhail Gorbachev did a pizza advert. So there you go. That's that's what I'm talking about. Um, I think you could advertise anything. You could do you know it's just the whole authority thing. Is anything with 
where they can do a sketch. Well, just basically the line of duty thing is like an advert for the Brit Awards or whatever. It, that's all it would be, a Zoom meeting where you're in charge and you and then you go at the end. And I have the authority to say Tampax are really good uh, tampons. That's as what, far that's as I, I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to keep it real. We do have to keep it real. <laughs> it has been a year or two. <laughs> but you can, you're allowed to lie in adverts, so it's okay. Oh, no! Yeah, you're allowed to lie. Okay. You see, that, that bothers me. I mean, when, when we see people who um, advertise products, um, you know, like financial products, and you're, you're not really sure those financial products are really the best thing for those individuals, that worries me. Well, I think that's, but it's, I think it's very good. For a long time, I wouldn't, and I don't really do uh, adverts outside of the podcast, but I think the podcast industry uh, revolves so much around, that's the way the, 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 the model works with Patreon as well as that you do. You can get people, which, which I do a version of as well. But in order for, to make it work, you kind of need to have adverts and maybe do some sponsored reads and stuff. But I'm very careful about uh, making sure I, you know, have some feelings for the things that I'm advertising. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the, the, when you see respected 1980s TV personalities who, you know, you know, elderly people are going to trust to say, yeah, put your yeah. money into this. Yeah. Um, it does feel a bit icky. Yeah, um, that worries me. But people have to make their own decisions about it. But that's, but that's show business. So you can make a very good showbiz career without doing any of that, without doing cameo, which, are, you know, your instincts are good. I think those are great instincts. You should... I. And, you know, I think there's, because of the internet as well, I think there's there's a place sort of where you can make your own way and do do stuff that you feel comfortable with. And it's great that you've started up this podcast, which I think is uh, is going to be very enjoyable and I think hopefully people will get on board with it. So it's, uh, I mean, if they ever want to relaunch Tetris... Yes. Just give me a call. Okay. That's what, that's what you'd advertise. Yep. Children used to call me the Tetris Queen. <laughs> That's the kind of computer game I like. I can't be yeah. doing with ones that really kind of, you know... I, I like to do things like that while I'm watching the telly. Sure. I find it very hard to sit and watch a TV programme, just just like sitting watching it. I'm a bit like the... You know, we're very similar, Jackie Weaver. Um, <laughs> we've got very similar hairstyle and glasses. Uh, <laughs> and the, my blouse... I'm wearing a bit of a blouse today. I should have got a nice uh, necklace on, and then uh, we we could be doppelgangers. No, I agree. I like, but I, you know, I'm very. I, I play. Um... I, you you do need to get your eyes checked. <laughs> really, it's important. Look after them. We're very, we're very similar. Um, let me. I'm going to ask you some emergency questions, and let's see okay. how you how you phase how you uh, how you fare. Let, let, let me just get ready for them. Okay. Okay. Mine is uh, sometimes. Yours are quite surreal because you ask people. Would you rather have a sense of smell that can travel in time, you can, i.e. you can smell any environment from the past or future, but only your sense of smell will travel in time, or have a free pineapple delivered to your door every day for the rest of your life? Um, just some qualifying things. You'll only be able to smell things in the past and future, not interact in them in any way. And if there's other smells encroached, you can't like home in on a specific smell, whatever smells are in the environment you'll be able to smell. If you wanted to smell King Henry VIII's fart or something, you would have to you know get close to him uh the pineapple delivery service will be able to find you wherever you are in the world uh it will be delivered at 7 a.m each morning though left outside your door so you won't be woken up and it, if you want they can cut it up pineapple okay good answer so you know the other answer's more interesting but there's no that's it why wouldn't you want to smell the future 
Why would you? That's too interesting to know what it smells like in the future. No, I see. I don't do history, so yeah, that's you know, true. That's that's an issue, and I guess that's kind of like playing it forward as well. So I don't go future history, which we haven't had yet. Okay. And I was thinking, well, like well you know, with the pineapples. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, to be honest, you're not going to get through one a day. But you can share it with other people. I reckon I can but, eat pineapple a day. But you can keep, you know, um, you know, a small um, elderly person's home. <laughs> Um, you know, kitted out with fresh yep. fruit for <laughs> for the week. It's nice pineapple. Don't think a bit of fresh fruit in the morning, like a like a luxurious fresh fruit, uh, is quite yeah. Is quite but a nice way you know, to start the frankly, day. if you've had it every day, I mean, there yeah. aren't enough pizzas in the world to use up all that pizza, all that mm. um, pineapple. No, maybe not. You would get sick of the pineapple, right? And then you're thinking, ah, oh, I wonder what, wonder what the Battle of Hastings smelt like. Damn, I should have <laughs> had that. I should have done that. <laughs> Oh, you didn't make it clear that you actually have to eat it. <laughs> Just that it was going to be delivered to you. Well, you don't have to eat it, but you would presumably eat it. Now, you see, my husband's very good at getting rid of the unwanted five a day. Okay. He juices them. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's a much easier way of getting carrots down you. Okay, he'd be happy. He'd be happy with the yeah, pineapple well, coming just in. Just get the pineapple through the juicer, you know, okay. down in two swigs, you're done. All right, I'm going to ask this. This is a good question. This is a, another money-based question, and I'll be interested to see. It's a morality-based question. Would you rather have world peace or £10,000 in your personal bank account tax-free? Ten world grand. peace. All right. In if fact, you chose... I would give ten grand for world peace. All right, let me ask you this then. Um, if you choose world peace, how much money would it take for you to change your answer? If I offered you a million pounds or world peace, a hundred no, million pounds no or world peace. No amount of money. Wow. You're yeah, that's the thing it's with e- you. These are easy. Well, if you had uh, all the money in the world, you could get world peace as well and then also have a yacht. I, I don't think all the money in the world would buy world peace. Mm. Probably make people fight more. They'd just be fighting you to try and get mm. some of the money. Mm. Do you fancy having a super yacht like Jeff Bezos has spent five hundred million uh, pounds on a super yacht? No, and, and actually, this is a really interesting conversation. I remember having the same conversation with my, one of my children, um, and I think they they had you know at one point children say you know I want to be rich, I want to have all the money in the world, and things like that. Um, and I remember saying to them, um, you know that um, I think it was around the time when Sonic the Hedgehog. Or as one of my children used to call it, Sonic Ledgehog, um, was released, um, and they'd got the game, and they were so chuffed with it. So I said to them, "Imagine being able to buy all the computer games in the world and all the consoles in the world. So they're no longer something you have to save up for. How are you going to get the same pleasure that you've just got for getting <laughs> that game?" Yeah. And that, I, I think that's a serious worry. It's true. It's well, it is good, and it is. I think, like uh, in the olden days, a bit we were we were made to wait for things, and like my yeah. my kids hardly ever wait for. I'm making my daughter. We went round the garden centre. Um, I can't even remember. I think I was just said we'd go to the garden centre. I'd get them some sweets because they'd been good, and we'd done something else. I was getting my car washed, and they came with me. Uh, and then they, she saw this really, they had a few toys in the garden centre, and it was this really hideous uni- push-along unicorn thing. And she went, I want this, I want this, and it was 20 quid, and I said, no, we're not getting that, we're getting something small. And then she just kept on going on, and she's been, but she's been going on about it for about four weeks. She really wants this push-along unicorn thing. But, but she was so cross that she didn't get it straight away. 
And I'm saying to her all the time, well, look, either you save up if you really want it. I don't think you really want this. If you really want it, save up. And then it will mean something. And it, But it's interesting that she's stuck to wanting it. Yeah. But I think also that it means when if she does get it, which she will, because I'm a soft touch, um, she will feel happy for getting it. So it is, yeah. it is, it is true that you need to have... You know, I feel like in the 70s when I was a kid that it was more the other way, that we didn't get much. I felt like we got a, we got sweets every week if we were lucky, and that felt like too stretched out. It made me want to eat sweets too much, and it made me, when I could afford to buy my own sweets, just buy sweets for 30 years. I did that. Yeah. I, I remember being sent to the shops by my mum. You know, I used to get regularly do it, go into the shopping. Um, and then take the change home, and then sometimes she would say to me, "You can buy you can buy yourself some sweets with the with the change." And I remember that being um, a kind of aspiration for the future that when I'm grown up, I'll be able to buy as many sweets yeah. as I want. I remember thinking I'll just be able to have a bar of chocolate without having to share it with anyone, and that was my aspiration. I know, isn't that and weird? And then I've eaten a lot of bars of chocolate since then. And now I've had to stop eating chocolate. So that was <laughs> my parents were wrong because all it made me do is want to become yeah, an adult and absolutely. eat sweets forever. But then, so where's the where's the tipping point, Jackie Weaver? Where's the right amount of treats to keep a child so they don't expect to get everything, but also so that they're excited by life, but then they don't that they don't then rebel and become sweet addicts. I would say it's better becoming a sweet addict than a heroin addict. We didn't have a lot of heroin when I was young. <laughs> they um, did tell me I couldn't have heroin, and I didn't. I didn't <laughs> then go and buy all the heroin. I mean, it's. I guess one of the things I I think is interesting is is how we um, how we portray what's good. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of like you know a treat would be sweets, an apple mm-hmm. would be what you could have because you know, they're in the sure. you know, in in the I just said vegetable bowl in the fruit bowl. Um, so, you know, if we then start to say, well, you know, you can have all the sweets you like, but, you know, you can only have an apple on Friday if you don't. Does it change how we how we look at these Maybe. Things? I don't think so, though. They're clever. They're too clever for us, these kids. They're too clever. <laughs> right, I'm going to ask you some classic emergency questions. You can have these for your podcast if you want. You can try this Thank one you. for your podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind stealing. Would you rather have a hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispenses sun cream? Would you rather have... What's what's it's a perfectly simple question. Would you rather Jackie Weaver? Would you rather have a hand made out of ham that you could eat if you wanted? You could nibble it; it would grow back. You could eat the whole thing; it'd grow back in a month. Obviously, just a ham hand. It's made of ham, but it's no pigs have died for it. Uh, or a armpit that dispenses sun cream. You can have uh, up to all the per- sun cream you would personally need for a year of whatever factor you choose uh, at the beginning. Sun cream. The other is just too gross to come. It would be lovely. You could just imagine. Just, mm. Nope. Really nice hand. <clears throat> you could put a glove on it to keep it sterile. Okay, fair enough. Jackie Weaver, have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. All right. Tell me all about the ghost you saw and how that. It's not, it's not much of a story. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I. I guess it was shortly after my grand died. So oh, we're talking about what age? I might be about 14, 15. Okay. Um, and um, getting into bed one night, just as you put the light out, I am sure I saw her. What was she doing? She was just there. Okay. Creepy? It was. 
<laughs> Why is she coming at that time? Don't know. It's always at bedtime. That's the problem. That's the, when, you, when you're sleepy, that's when ghosts appear. I saw yeah. a ghost of my son when I woke up. He's not even dead. And uh, he... Uh, I mean, you he, almost sound disappointed the way you're not even dead. Well, I kind of thought, <laughs> when I saw it, I thought he must have died. And he'd be in the, in the other room, which we were talking about in your podcast. He came in, he stood by the bed, and then he went and stood in the corner and looked at the corner. And I went, eh, Ernie, what's going on? And I reached out, and he was completely solid. I reached out, and he just was he evaporated. But he was like a completely solid. But I was asleep, Jackie. I was asleep. Yeah, mine does play tricks on you. But I it do does. remember that. Okay. Oh, well, that's yeah. nice. What do you think she was saying by coming back? Just say it's all right? Or do you think, uh, help yeah, me? I mean, that's one of the things me. I don't understand why we're frightened of ghosts. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it, okay, if it, if it was like uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, you know, if you see someone from, from your own life, um, you know, kind of, if, if they didn't try to hurt you when they were in solid form, they're, they're not going to do it when they're a ghost. I don't know. I think I'd come. if I'm N- Not unless you murdered them. Well, there's that, but it'd be fun to come back and dick around with people if you're a ghost, though, wouldn't you? If it, I think, I just think, someone told me, I think we estimated this before and wrongly, I think something like 14 billion people have died. God. There's something like seven, there should be seven ghosts per person, basically, in mm. the whole history of humanity, mm. like 14 billion people have died. Um, so the fact there's so few ghosts is a bit suspicious, isn't it? Mm. Because I, if they gave me the option, even they said it's a chance you could come to heaven and have a nice time, or go and mess around on Earth for a bit until you get released and you can scare people, I'd, I'd become a ghost. Would you? Yeah, it'd be fun. No, I'm ready to check. I mean, in this minute, but now I'm yeah. ready to check out heaven, okay. see what standing orders were like, see what the rules and regulations are like, what's the pecking order, <laughs> yeah. you know, when do I get Gabriel's job? Do you, think, do you think you would get into heaven, Jackie, if you lived a... Jackie Weaver, have you lived a good life? I have. I think you are. You do seem. I read that you accidentally shoplifted and felt very bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I have, I've deliberately shoplifted and not feel, and I don't feel bad about it. No, I, honestly, I, I'll go ready even thinking about it now. <laughs> so what happened? You act. Your, your kids took something. Is in a supermarket trolley. Yeah. Your kids were um, in a supermarket so, trolley. Yeah. Um, so three of them. So one would be in the in the trolley, one would be in the seat, and the other one would be you know by your hand. Um, and I remember it was in Tesco. Sorry, Tesco. Um, and um, it was at a time when Tesco, um, even the small branches, used to do children's clothes. Mm. Mm, they don't where I live now anymore. I don't think that's because of my shoplifting, but they don't do it anymore. <laughs> um, and I was looking for um, various sizes of, of clothing, and I found a little pack of socks um, in the size that I wanted. So I said to one of the children, just hold that for me while I was looking through through the others. So. Um, got something else, put it in the trolley, off around the supermarket, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until we were out in the car park that Ian says to me, Mum, why is it Mum always has three syllables? Mum, <laughs> what do I do with these socks? <laughs> <laughs> so did you take them back or did no. you just keep them? Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, when you've got three kids and you've got them all back to the car, it's a lot to then go back into the shop and pay for some Hell socks. yes. So I think I, I think I would definitely keep the socks. I think if you've got a, if you accidentally take something and you've got a big trolley full, they've still made some money out of you. It's okay. Oh. It's still it's still all right. But if they not, want me to pay them back, it's fine. I'd be well, happy now to. this has been on this podcast. That will be in the that'll be in the Daily Mirror. That'll be in the, the journalists. You'll find this journalists just listen to the podcast and then just take. Even though that story is already in the newspaper, that'll be in the newspaper again, and then. 
all those guys who you've destroyed their life of by coming into their meeting and telling them to shut up. They'll come back. They'll be waiting for their revenge. If they die, they're going to come and haunt you. Jackie Weaver, those guys. Shoplifter. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, let me see. Oh, I wanna, uh, this is a, this, I'll ask you a classy question. This is classy because I, cla- I think you're a classy woman. Let's find out. If all the, u- the art galleries and the museums in the world got together and we said we love Jackie Weaver, we love her on that video and how she co- treated with those horrible men, you're allowed to take one item away from any of her. You're not shoplifting. We're giving it you. You can choose one thing from any museum or art gallery in the world. It's probably going to be an art gallery because you don't like history. Um, what, would you, what would you take and have as yours? A Fabergé egg. Wow. It's a very immediate Fabergé egg. Is, have you got one in mind or just you just like the idea of having one? No, so, whichever one they feel they can spare. So is it, bejewel, is it jewels, bejeweled eggs at Fabergé or are they just made of beautiful material both yeah yeah I, I, but you know they're just exquisite it's sort of things the russian aristocracy yeah. had yeah yeah it'd be a lovely easter gift that wouldn't it, as well well i wouldn't be giving it away <laughs> and also you know you could eat i'd, I'd get a fabric egg and then eat my boiled eggs off it and i would I know this is from the other <laughs> podcast when you take you take the top off properly don't crack it like my wife does we talk get about a scimitar to do it with you could that'd be nice <laughs> Fabergé egg is a good answer. Thank you very much. And I'll ask you one more emergency question. I might ask you more than one. I think this is a good question. Let's see if you agree. Would you rather be Prince William or Prince Harry? William. Why would you rather be Prince William? It makes sense. I don't know either of them. Honestly, I don't. (laughs) Um, And my um, information from them of them um, comes direct from the media. Okay. But what I see is one who is who threw the family under a bus Mm. and one who put the family before himself. Yeah. I've heard other stories about the one who put the family first, about him not putting the family first though, so I'm not so sure. I think it's also... That's where my information comes from. But it's also... Like, but on another level, Prince William is trapped still within this slightly toxic atmosphere that he can't, you know, he's, it's a, a duty he's got to fulfil. I can understand why you would choose that. I think you're a woman who understands duty and, yeah. and what your job is. Uh, whereas Prince William is, at, uh, Prince Harry is at least free, even though he'll never be entirely free. So he's sort of gained his freedom a little bit from that weird environment. I wouldn't like to be in the royal family. Oh, like God, to... no. No, I wouldn't either. No. Um, you get, you'd but... have a Fabergé egg, though, if you'd were. You'd probably yeah. have a few. But it's, it's, it's a choice. I mean, you, you choose the lifestyle. I mean, you know, William could walk away. Yeah, but he can't. It's difficult, isn't it? They can't. It's, it's, it's sort of... I, I feel... Have you watched The Crown? Do you watch The Crown? No, no. I feel, I feel they're... You know, I don't... I just feel sorry for them, all of them, really. I don't think... I don't think it's a... Um, I don't think it's a thing I'd want to swap my life for to be in that situation, regardless of all the money and everything. It just seems, a lot, certainly in recent years, a lot of misery for the uh, for the members of the royal family falling in love with the wrong people and being made to do the right thing supposedly. And that that's it's very much like the chocolate. My fam, my mum not giving me a bar of chocolate. Camilla Parker Bowles is sort of like a really big bar of chocolate that Prince. Charles wasn't allowed to have. He ended up having her anyway, didn't he? 
He should have stuck with the chocolate. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, good. Well, look. We're, I think we're nearly done. Let me have a look. We've, uh, it's been really. We've you and I have talked for a long time because we've done. <laughs> this is, it feels. If we've done about fifty-five minutes here, it feels uh, incredible. Uh, is there anything else coming up that uh, you want to? So the podcast, which is called Jackie Weaver has the authority. Is that the correct name? It is. Um, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that will hopefully be ongoing forever. There's an episode of me coming up. Is there anything else exciting in the pipeline? Um, th- there's a couple of bits which I can't tell you about. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, book. Are oh, you going to do a book? Yeah, well, it's done. Brilliant. Um, but it's just um, the editing um, stage at the moment. Um, so that was quite interesting. And okay. what's the book? Is the book about? What's the book about? I, I like to think of it as a book of common sense. Okay, that sounds good. Of course, very good Christmas gift. How's uh, the uh, Cheshire Association of Local Councils? Anything coming up that we need to know about from that, for the rest of the year? Are you still it, able to do your your work, your chief officer yeah. work? Yeah, busy doing it. I mean, yeah. I say I, I just means that I work weekends and evenings. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a social life? Well, I never actually, actually, I've never been big on a social life anyway. No. I, I kind of the day job is very interactive with people, and it's kind of nice to be unpeopled from yep. time to time. That yep. makes sense. It does make sense. You've got Stuart yeah. there at home with you, yeah. coming in, looking after the dog. I think yeah. he's missing you. I think he just he wanted to spend a bit of time with you, working too hard. Uh, <laughs> well, he's he's been brilliant. I mean, clearly, you know, to kind of do all the stuff that I've been doing and continue to do um, my job as well uh, means something has had to go. Yes. Um, and that's just largely been anything to do with the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and again, people often say, oh, what's it like when you walk down the street and you're recognised? Walk down the, what street? <laughs> um, you know, Stuart goes and does all the shopping. Um, you know. Well, I was I was just about to ask you whether the. I mean, I know every time anyone you interview anyone or that the you get all the catchphrases thrown back at you. I was wondering if that happened if you did go out. But has that got to the stage where it's still fun, or is it is it getting to a point where you're thinking, ah, oh, this is going to be annoying if this is every conversation I have for the next ten years. <laughs> It, it's it's not allowed to be annoying. Getting some biscuits this yeah, time. Yeah, biscuit as well. No, it's not allowed to be annoying because that would really be biting the hand that feeds you. Um, and I definitely got the impression I did pop out to the supermarket um, and I had that sense of people actually looking at me, questioning, yeah. is it, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I think the funniest one was when I went for um, my jab. Um, I've got my second one coming up this week, um, but I had the first one. Um, and uh, this person, a young person, and, you know, mask and everything, says, are you Jackie Weaver? <laughs> and I go, yes, <laughs> you do. And then his mum came up, you know, this elderly, older, even older than me. Um, and, you know, he, she says to him, who's that? And he says, it's Jackie Weaver. Who's she? And then they then have this conversation between them. While I'm standing there, yeah, and I'm thinking at any moment now they'll they'll want a, <laughs> want a selfie. No, 
That, that used to happen to me all the time. So like, what would happen, because my comedy's always been kind of a cult thing, even when we, I was on TV and I was in a double act in the 1990s, and someone would come up with a group of people very excited and go, oh, my God, you're a Chang, I love your show. And then all the friends would go, who is it, who is it? And then the person who'd recognise me would feel embarrassed that they knew who I was. <laughs> and then no one else did. And sort of almost turn on me, even though they'd come to me and like me. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. I just think it sort of fascinates me, this sort of overnight fame and having done something else for the rest of your life and then suddenly get this uh, and I don't think it I don't think you know sometimes when it happens on the x factor or something I worry that the person it's happened to yeah. you know yeah. might get into trouble and might not be able to cope when the fame goes away and it's it's <laughs> that's a very I don't think that's going to happen to you Jackie I'm fairly I, confident I totally that you'll be guess, okay I totally guess it though yeah I, I mean it, it's um you know for the first month it could go at any moment and that would have been fine and Stuart and I would have dined out on it, as it were. I now know I will miss it. Right, that's interesting. But also, it's just to, that, to happen, you know, so suddenly and so out and so unexpectedly and not uh, and absolutely not asked for as well that's the thing it's not like yeah. you've gone oh i've got a little plan uh, i'm going to make a little video i'm going to put it up and maybe 10 100 people see it whatever it's absolutely out of your control i feel sorrier in a way even though i don't for the horrible men in the video because they just yeah. come across as horrible men and that's and that sort of affected their reputation whether rightly or wrongly um but but, but i guess if 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 like me you knew more history yeah I'm not going to, I'm pretty sure from the, from what I've, you know, the, what yeah. I think is interesting about that video, I think you get a very clear idea of, of who's, who the people yeah. are, of, on, all of them, the people who say a little bit, the people who say a lot, the person who just answers the phone, <laughs> you get a very good idea of who they are, that's why it's sort of genius, but it's sort of, it's a very difficult, you know, fame is a very difficult thing to cope with, it's a difficult thing I think for younger people to cope with, yes. it, it going away is very difficult to cope with, but I just think when it lands on your, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, and I'm glad that yeah. you wanted to continue you but it's that sort of that's what fascinates me is this you know this unasked for thing turning it's sort of like a twilight zone curse isn't it like you're rubbing a genie's lamp and suddenly something's been foisted on you that you wouldn't necessarily have wanted but uh it's but you, you're finding it enjoyable at the moment i mean you must be finding it enjoyable it's yeah it's, I, I i couldn't do i mean i, I say the um I, an awful lot of um, time and energy has gone into to this over the last three months. Sure. And I, I if, if every time I spoke to people or, you know, started something new, I was kind of like stressed up to hear over it, I wouldn't be able to keep doing it. No. Um, and and I, I genuinely kind of get something out of every interaction. Um, you know, it, it, it's, um, yeah. So, as I say, to such a point that I know I will miss it and I know I'm also lucky to have a life to go back to. I, sure. I think for me, that's the, the kind of most important thing is that, you know, even if this is a, a, a period in life that, that is finite, um, it will have been a fantastic experience. Sure. And I can witter on about it till I'm 90, <laughs> even if no one's listening. <laughs> well, I'm sure they will continue listening. And I think the podcast is... There's a lot of interview podcasts out there, but I think it's uh, it's a good one, and uh, I'm not going to recommend it because then people won't watch my <laughs> uh, watch my what? No, do do it's it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure the book will be brilliant as well. It's been really lovely to meet you and oh, talk to you for you, the last Richard. hour and a half, two hours and a half. God, my goodness, <laughs> we've been talking a long time. Uh, and uh, we'll see you again. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, 
with the podcast with Nigel Planer. Uh, and then all the ones from Clapham coming up. Do come and see us in Clapham if you get the chance. Thanks very much. Thank you, Jackie Weaver. Goodbye. I'm not going to say the pod- I'm not going to say the catchphrase. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie Weaver. <laughs> You have been listening to Rahala Slapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Jackie Weaver. Thank you very much to Scant Regard for providing this banging new theme tune. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, thanks to Pest as well for playing for so long, but we got had rights issues with YouTube. That's why we got a new... Wait, let's get a new tune. I say it's good anyway. Uh, I'm indebted to my friend and director and producer, Chris Evans. Not that one. I'm indebted to Ben Walker, my producer... Uh, and everybody at ACAS, the British Comedy Guide, and or everyone who knows me. Thank you very much for listening. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. You know you can get a badge at GoFasterStripe.com slash badges. GoFasterStripe.com also has loads of downloads and books and fantastic things and a club version of its own uh, as well, so you can get their shows delivered every month. It's a fantastic enterprise. Uh, created by Chris Evans, not that one. Um, and you should support them in whatever way you feel is appropriate. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Thanks for listening. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. GoFasterStripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you on the on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye. <laughs>